Welcome to the Talking Freelance Podcast. If you're new to freelancing or looking to maximize your success on platforms like Upwork, you're in the right place. Each week, we invite industry experts and freelance superstars where we unpack their strategies and hear their stories on how they launched and grew their own freelance businesses. Here's your host, a successful entrepreneur, freelancer, and success strategist, Leah Myers. Welcome to the Talking Freelance Podcast. I have Sarah Duran here, who I've known for several years. She has become a definite work bestie of mine and super excited to have her on the podcast today. So I'll just kind of let you um, take away and just let me like just share with all of us um, what you do as a freelancer, how long you've been doing it, and why you do it. Great. Um, so as a freelancer, I mean, similar to Lee, I wear a, a bunch of different hats. Um, as a freelancer, I let's see how long have I, I'm going on, I think I'm going on nine years since I went out on my own. Um, and as a freelancer, the client facing side of my business is a project management company. So I project manage, um, all like really all types of projects, but I specifically focus on kind of a weird niche where I manage research projects for universities, which just connects back to um, the work that I did before I went out on my own. And then, and that's how I spend about 80% of my time. The other um, 20% of my time I spend um, coaching and supporting other freelancers. And so I run a coaching program for freelancers and consultants I write a blog, a Substack. I have a podcast to do similar to Leah, all the kind of like um, wearing both of the hats, being a freelancer and trying to help other freelancers at the same time. Um, what else? There was one more. What uh, am I why you do? Yeah. Why? Like, just why I do of, it? Yeah. Um, so why I do it when I first. I am what I sort of think about as an accidental freelancer. So I didn't quit my nine to five and decide I was going to go out and be a freelancer. I quit my nine to five because I wasn't happy and I didn't know I needed to figure out some way to be happy and working that like a nine to five job was not doing it, even though it was a great job. Um, And so um, I ended up picking up some contract work to make the end make ends meet while I was figuring that out. And it turned out that the contract work was pretty lucrative and it paid really well. And people kept asking me to do more contract work. And so I ended up incorporating my company and um, it's just giving me this level of freedom that I never knew. I just never knew it was possible. Um, so I talked about this in a, a like a previous episode of my podcast where I was talking to another freelancer and we were like, why doesn't anyone tell you that like, if you're really good at what you do and you're really driven, you can go out and work way less time and make way more money than you ever did working for someone else. Um, And it's just this like best kept secret that like the freedom, again, it's not that it's easy. It's not that it doesn't take work and you have to be, you have to be good at what you do. You have to be dedicated to doing it well and building a business, which is not easy, but it, the, the, it's like freedom on a level that I never knew was possible in terms of the amount of money that I make, the way I'm con- in control of my time, in control of when I work, how I work, where I work, who I work for, what I do for them. Like all of that is completely within my control. 
um, as opposed to someone else controlling it for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So in this episode, I wanted the focus to be um, really on time management, but that, that feels a little bit like, okay, you can find time management resources everywhere. So um, let's focus on what's important. So that's kind of the title of this episode. And Sarah is super great at managing her time and focusing on what's important. So I'd love to do a deeper dive into that topic. So, all right. Sure. Um, so I think when you're starting off thinking about what's important, um, the first thing you need to really do is think about who, like, I call this is like the first three things that I do with anyone that I work with is who are you? Why do you do your work? And what do you want to get out of it? If you can't answer those three questions, then you fundamentally can't a, build a business that is aligned to what you need to get out of it. And B, it's really hard to know what's important unless you know the answer to those three questions. Um, and so a lot of times we end up, whether we work for ourselves or someone else, doing a lot, having a lot of things in our to-do list or doing a lot of things, building our businesses in a way that actually is not aligned to our strengths and weaknesses, is not aligned or directly connected to giving us exactly what we want and need out of our businesses um, because we just haven't taken the time to think about it and ask those questions of ourselves. So I think that's where that's where I would always start. Um, from there, I think one of the ways that people um, are always help, like one of the tools that people use to prioritize their time is this thing called um, the Eisenhower matrix. And it's like this um, matrix that has you think about urgency and importance. And so things that are urgent, but not important, um, or not urgent, but not important. And recently, I've been thinking a lot about this as a tool for organizing the things that you do. And the first thing I would say is that we need to, we shouldn't be doing anything on our list that isn't important. So there's like a square in the matrix that's like, um, not or important, but not urgent, um, and not important but not urgent or not important, but urgent. Right. And really you shouldn't be doing anything that's not important. So anything that's not important, anything that you like classify, if you're using that as a tool to categorize how you're spending your time or what you're prioritizing on your to-do list, anything that, that you've deemed as not important, which in this, the conventional wisdom around this is like not important things that are, that still need to happen. You just have someone else do them, right? That's where the delegation comes in. But really, like, you shouldn't be doing anything that's not important. You shouldn't be paying anyone else to do something that's not important. So the first thing you need to be doing is really starting with those, like, fundamental foundational questions about, like, why do you do your work and what do you need to get out of it? And from there, you're able to then use that as a filter to decide what is and is not important. Um, and then we can get, like... Once we've like gotten rid of the non-important stuff, we can go to the next step about like, okay, you've got the things on your list that are important. How do you get them done and prioritize them? So we can go there next. Awesome. Um, so Sarah also has a blog about this that has the diagram that she was just kind of going over and I will link that in the show notes. But one thing that I love about it for me, um, as I read her blog, I was like, what do I do every day that's not important? And so when I'm like just needing a brain break, I need to be more intentional with those brain breaks. Like I find myself scrolling social media and I'm like, that is not important. Like that is the least important thing that I need to do every day. But if I was a social media manager or something like that would be a high important 
um, thing for me to do every day to see what's out there. Like that would be part of my important list. But for me, it's just not important. And so like I like intentionally deciding and identifying that things every day that you do, like, is it important? And I think that there's a fine line of like, is it important, but brings you joy? Or is it not important, but brings you joy? Like, I think there's that, that's a whole nother conversation we can have. But just sticking with the topic, like really focusing on things that are important. Yeah. And I think that's where it's like going back to those three questions in the beginning, because you can be doing something that on paper you think is important that everyone else has told you is important. And so like, I think being like, let's say like having a social media presence as a business owner, um, as an example. And so like people may be, I I mean, people are people that are like, everyone should be on social media. Everyone should be promoting themselves. This is how you find work. This is how you find connections, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I work with people all the time. They're like, I hate doing that, but I feel like I have to do it because that's what everyone else tells me that I have to do. And that's where you go back to this, like, why, like, again, who are you? Like, if you fundamentally, like, loathe doing that, then, like, let's build a business where you don't have to do that. A, there are plenty of other ways to promote yourself and find work besides being on social media. I actually think it's not usually a very effective use of time for, especially for freelancers, even though we just get tricked into thinking that's where we have to show up. But if you go back to who am I? Why do I do my work and what do I need to get out of it? You're able to really use that to zero in on like, okay, is social media, A, do I like it? Like you said, do I like doing this or do I dread it? Like I put it on my calendar and I dread it every time I have to do it. Um, and then is it actually driving your your business forward? So like whatever the goals that you have for your business is showing up on Instagram or TikTok every day actually achieving those goals. And I think when you think really intentionally about it, you're able to see like, maybe the answer is yes. Maybe it's like, maybe I am like really converting and like building my network and like making connections in those ways. And it is drive, it is driving my business forward. And a lot of instances, I think the answer is no, we just do it because everyone else tells us that's what we're supposed to do. Um, and so I think that's like a really good example of, um, using those kind of three questions in the beginning to really zero on like, okay, what is important? Am I doing this because I think it's important and it's important to me and my business or because it's what everyone else is telling me I should do? Exactly. Yeah, I love that. All right, any other time management tips or directions that you want to go in this? Sure, so I guess I would just say like once you've zeroed in on, once you've like used that tool to triage the things on your list that are not important, so taking those things off of your list, Um, which is a continual process that you'll have to do over and over again. It's not just something you do once. Um, Then you have to take the things that are important and prioritize them because I think we do. That's where the urgent versus the not urgent comes in. So we all have things on our list of things to do that are urgent. Usually that's almost always connected to the work that we do for our clients. Um, And the work that we do on our own business, so the things that are important but not urgent, um, end up falling down to the bottom of the list because they don't have deadlines and because they aren't always associated with urgency. And so I think my tip for those things is just to make them, um, even if they don't have a deadline, make them time bound in some way. So if you're like, I want to learn a new skill or I want to make 10 new connections or every week, or I want to 
build an email newsletter, whatever those things are, we are working on your business, not in your business. Um, putting those things on your calendar in a way that gives them um, not necessarily deadlines, but just dedicated time to do it. So unless you're actually carving out the time to do it, you could write it on a to-do list all day long. It's never going to happen. And so I would say with the urgent and the non-urgent, but especially the non-urgent things, making them time bound in some way so that they're showing up on your calendar and you're really giving yourself the space to dedicate the time needed to making them happen. We're all really good about putting like meetings with other people on our calendar, but what are you putting things on your calendar for meetings for yourself? Like that's where I get in a good exactly. rhythm. And then, but then when I get busy, that's typically the first thing that goes, but you would never just bump right. a client off of your list. Yeah. Your and I, um, someone, um, I recorded a podcast with Lizzie Davies. Um, she is lovely. She runs a, a site called Freelance Magic. And one of the things that she talked about, which I thought was such an amazing way of thinking about it, is she thinks of her business as a client. So her business is one of her clients. And so when she thinks about how to organize her time and make sure that she's working on not just in her business, she's like, I have a list of things to do. Like I organize the things I do for all my other clients in a specific way. And my business is just another name on that list. And so I think of my business as a client and that sort of shifts the thinking a little bit so that you're able to focus your time on it. It does. Is it still going to be the, probably the thing that always ends up getting moved off your calendar? Yes. Like I do all the time, but it does sort of like shift the paradigm a little bit. But when we're talking about something like freelancers who are just getting started. So I talk about, you know, applying for jobs consistently. If you constantly move that task off of your list, when you're busy, you're going to not be busy when you finish up Mm -hmm. those projects for clients. Like if you know that you have some project clients that are finishing up within the next two weeks, you better be applying for jobs today, tomorrow, you know, the next day to make sure that you're replenishing your your client load when those projects finish. And so if you keep moving that, you're going to not end up with clients and then you're going to be like not having enough money and all like all of those things that come with not having enough clients. So you have to be, you have to be really, it's that self accountability piece that you have to be high level alert to when you're working on your own business. 100%. Yeah. All right. Anything else that you want to share with us? I've enjoyed you so much on this podcast. I appreciate all of your wisdom and insights and tools and resources that you always put out there for all of us. Um, I don't, I mean, like, I think on this topic, like, does it, it seems, it seems simple, right? But it's all in, um, it's all in like how you do it. Um, so it seems simple to say, like, put things on your calendar, but it's the number of people that actually end up doing that versus the number of people that don't. And so it's sort of like the simplest advice when you actually put it into action is the stuff that makes the difference. So I think in terms of like, what's important and how to get it done. Those are the things. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I will put Sarah's episode and other resources for you in the show notes that she would like to share with you. So thanks again for joining us and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Talking Freelance with freelance expert, Leah Myers. 
Each Monday, a new episode is released. You can find us on all major podcast networks and at TalkingFreelance.com. It is the mission of this podcast to support you to achieve success. The views and opinions expressed on the podcast are those of Leah Myers only and do not necessarily represent the opinions of Upwork. Leah Myers is not an employee of, nor does she receive any compensation from Upwork.